1: Zone. Great play by Jacob Slavin. Springing Svechnikov. And back in He scores! What a play. That's the magic. Andre Svechnikov is second of the night. And the Carolina Hurricanes go up 3-2. Svechnikov backhands it to Ajo. 4-2, Hurricanes. Engel has it swatted off of a stick by Slavin, bounces to the slot, back up to the point for Kalnick. His shot, hits a body. Great play by Marty Natchez. He's got an empty net on the back and it scores! Jeremy Collin in and pulled. Delia trying to get a six on four. And Natchez takes aim, bullseye and the Canes are up 5-3.
0: canes corner podcast with host adam gold part of the capital broadcasting
2: podcast network now here's the host of the canes corner podcast adam gold it's the canes corner podcast i am adam gold thank you very much for spending some time with us on another step along the road as the hurricanes are as the doobie brothers sang one step closer uh, the Hurricanes, a couple of nights ago, clinched a playoff spot. Ho hum. Did so in not so great fashion. Well, tonight the next step along that road is clinching home ice at least in round one. Uh, they uh, last night they eliminated the Blackhawks from the playoff picture. Tonight they eliminated the Florida Panthers from finishing ahead of Carolina, meaning uh, finishing first. That can't happen. Uh, with a regulation win, Florida can tie Carolina with 79 points, but the Hurricanes already have the edge in regulation wins with their 27th of the season tonight. So, Carolina has not wrapped up the division yet, but that could come as early as Thursday. Magic number to clinch the division now down to three. Tampa will host Dallas tomorrow If Tampa doesn't get two points, the Hurricanes can wrap it up with a win over the Blackhawks on Thursday night at PNC Arena. Uh, The Canes Corner Podcast is brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Uh, Best customer service in the industry. Uh, They do great work, and uh, whether you need... Siding or roofing or windows or entry doors or storm doors, gutter helmets, they've got it all, and the best people at AluminumCompany.com. Go for a free no-obligation estimate right there. A lot of things to get to. Alec Campbell will join us in a little bit. The Hurricanes are now 36-10-7. 36-10-7, plus 26 over NHL 500 Uh, there are three games left, one more with Chicago and then two games in Nashville. The Hurricanes are 20, 3, and 4 at PNC Arena. That is absolutely awesome. They were driven tonight by two scoring lines. Uh, the Ajo line and the Trocheck line were both dynamite. Statistically speaking, the Trocheck line in terms of driving possession was probably Carolina's best uh but man remember when we were talking somebody pointed this out to me um for until Tavo Teravainen came back the hurricanes were essentially a goal per game less without Tavo Teravainen than they were with Tavo Teravainen first 16 games they were averaging about 3.85 goals per game and in the next, however many until Teravainen returned, they were averaging about 2.85 goals per game. It's give or take like a .0 something. Well, now that Tavo Teravainen has come back, suddenly, oh, let's score a bunch of goals. Now there were uh, there were a couple of empty net goals tonight, but still, uh, once Carolina woke up from whatever their uh, their snooze was in the first period, uh, it was electric. Andrei Svechnikov, two goals and an assist. Sebastian Ajo, two assists. Tevo Taravani, a goal and two assists. Nino Niederreiter, two goals. One was an empty netter, but who's going to cry about that? Uh, Trocek had an assist. Martin Natchez, an empty net goal and an assist. I thought for a minute that Natchez got hurt. That was early in the first period. It was on the play that Nino Niederreiter scored to make it 2-1. Looked to me like, uh, I don't know, maybe got uh, the... A stick jammed into his wrist or something because it looked like he just skated off the ice. It wasn't really a normal line change. Skated off the ice and went to the bench and looked like he was in some pain. Morgan Geeky came on and he made the assist to Nino Niederrider. Uh, you could argue that it was the key play in the game. Carolina needed something good. They really weren't playing well. They didn't start the second period all that great. Uh, but that goal, I think, just kind of got them going a little bit. And I don't think Carolina was great in the second period, to be perfectly honest. I think they were great at the very end of the second period. But I don't think Carolina was all that good in the second. I think they were okay. I mean, better than the first, because the first period was just absolute booty. You'll hear that a few times tonight. Uh, But once Carolina got even, you just had the sense that it was inevitable. And I think Carolina in the third period really got to their game. Really got to their game in the third and uh, just kind of blew it open. Uh, there was the goal, the Alex DeBrinket goal that made it made it four three. That made you go, huh? Well, it's not over yet. But really, Chicago wasn't all that great in the third, and Carolina just imposed their will. They got the couple of empty net goals, and that was that. Slow start, as we talked about. Power play, they got an early power play, but it labored. Uh, power play was bad all night. Uh, Alex Debrinkit steals a pass from Aho intended for Dougie Hamilton. Uh, he goes end-to-end. It's one nothing, And it really could have been discouraging because it really should have been discouraging. Good stick by Hamilton to shove it to Ajo, but then Aho will lose it. And here comes Debrinkit
1: on a break on Marozik. And Debrinkit scores. Shorthanded. Loose play by the Carolina Hurricanes with a man advantage. Alex Debrinkit. Beats Morazic in 1 0 lead for the Blackhawks.
2: I actually think Carolina's problem for most of the first half of the game was their passing was just dreadful because that's really what led to that. Trocek's pass for Hamilton wasn't good. Dougie had to kind of lunge to keep the puck in the zone. He gets it to Ajo. Ajo didn't get enough on the return pass to Dougie. I don't think it was horrific, but it just didn't have enough on it and uh, debrinkit stepped in the way, and he took it the other way. Alex DeBrinkit's a dynamite player. We've said, that, said this before probably in every podcast uh, that the Hurricanes play the Blackhawks. Uh, so that was the mistake that made it one nothing Chicago. Uh, then there's another play where Chicago uh, ended up ta- they got, took advantage of a turnover and some loose play in front of Peter Morazic and uh, maybe a bad rebound by Morazic. And I don't know, somebody, Mike Hardman, I have no idea. Somebody named Hardman scored, made it 2-0. And honestly, Carolina was like, okay, well, maybe this is just the game where we decide uh, it ain't worth it. Um, And that would have been too bad because the Hurricanes haven't clinched yet. You don't want to give the Tampa Bay Lightning any hope. And yes, you still wanted to stay ahead of the Florida Panthers. You did that. Florida's got just two games left. They play Tampa twice. They play Tampa Saturday, and they play Tampa Monday. That's it. Uh, The Lightning still have four games. By the way, Carolina uh, has now played one more game than Tampa. So the Lightning have a game in hand, but the Lightning are six points behind Carolina. And then the Canes came out in the second period and just, uh, well, they weren't better. They weren't great. They were just better. Nino Niederreiter scores the goal to make a 2-1, and then it kind of leveled off. And then, maybe the most important play of the game for Carolina. They get a 5-on-3. And I'm telling you, they left... You know how uh, Trip Tracy likes to say uh, smart dumps? Right, exactly. You know what I'm talking about. Because, not so smart, but there were many dumps on a 5-on-3. It was that bad. And right out of the 5-on-3, Chicago nearly got their second shorty of the night. Now it's
1: punched forward and in comes Shooter. Amazic! For a big save short-handed for
2: the Blackhawks. Colossal save. Remember that one would have been Chicago's second short-handed goal of the game and after a 5 on 3 not to convert, the Hawks had scored. That could have been a dagger. That's a big stop. Yeah, it could have been a dagger. 3-1 Chicago. Remember, the Hurricanes weren't playing all that well. And then Right off a face-off late in the second period, Andrei Svechnikov. We'll just pick it up right there because why not? Svechnikov from the blue line scores! You sensed it coming,
1: and Svechnikov comes through with a low wrister, and Carolina ties it in two.
2: Aho wins the draw, Taravainen gets it back to Svechnikov, who gives it to Hamilton, who gives it, was it Hamilton? Uh, Gives it to Svechnikov, who just kind of, Uh, or Slavin, I think it was. Uh, And then Svechnikov just took a shot from between the rings, uh, went off the stick of Zadaroff, and uh, bounced past Colin Delia, and it's 2-2. And the Hurricanes, without playing all that well, had tied the game. If you're Chicago, you played about as well as you're going to play in the first period. I thought Chicago was really good in the first. uh, And you're tied, 2-2. And that's just the way it's been for the Blackhawks of late. Carolina's simply better. And the Hurricanes went to work in the third period and did their thing. The uh, The SAT line has just been great. Tevo Teravainen makes things work, doesn't he? Uh, Terevanen has three goals and three assists in his last four games. Andre Svechnikov, I've been saying this for a while. I'm not worried about Svech's game. Not now. Earlier in the season, I was worried about Andre's game because he wasn't playing well. This is the Andrei Svechnikov that we've needed to see. This is the Andrei Svechnikov we saw like in the first eight games of the season where he was dominant. And this is the way Andre has been playing. Two goals, eight assists in his last five games. So that's two points a game in his last five. Sebastian Ajo, I mean, he's not Connor McDavid, right? We understand that. He's not Austin Matthews. We get that. Last nine games, Ajo, six goals, 11 assists, 17 points. So... (laughs) Aho and Svechnikov are two points a game in, in uh, over kind of you know smaller stretches, but Aho 17 points in nine games, Svechnikov 10 points in five games, Teravine and six points in four games. Remember, I said I would use the term "booty" again. Power play was booty. Power play was really bad. Uh, hopefully, they can get that figured out, and uh, because you're going to need it in the postseason. Probably not going all that far without at least a good power play. I don't think you need a great power play. You just need a good one. Uh, But Carolina's five-on-five game was pretty good tonight. Uh, Or at least it was better. It got better tonight. The power play was just horrific. Just, gosh, it was tragic. So they survived a bad power play. But once again, they rode a great penalty kill. Three for three. Now 45 of their last 49 on the kill. Absolutely tremendous. Uh, that's the way it's... Uh, I've, I've always said this. Give me the great penalty kill over the great power play any day of the week. Any day of the week. And Carolina's penalty kill has just been spectacular. Uh, really, Not all season long, but spectacular over the last, oh, we'll just say last month. Hurricanes have now won five straight, 12 in a row with a point. 9-0-3 and 3 in that stretch, 12-1-4 and 4 in their last 17 games. Mrazek was okay tonight. I didn't like the first goal. I didn't like the second goal. I didn't hate him, but I didn't uh, deepen his net on the breakaway by Duprinkit, Uh And then I think he probably allowed a rebound, a juicy rebound he shouldn't have on the second goal. But remember, he hasn't played in a while. Uh, and then I thought Murazik got better, and I thought he was pretty good. I don't think he was great, uh, but and he never saw the third goal, by the way, ever. I don't know uh, how great the screen was, but I know Peter never saw the shot uh, cause he never moved. Usually, if you see the shot, you'll move. Um, but I will think uh, I will say this about Murazik. If I'm Rod Brindamore, probably go back to him on Thursday. Rod talked about getting Peter some action you know, before the end of the regular season. And I talked to Rod about this today, and I think he's leaning towards one guy. and That guy could be Peter. And if the guy is Peter, then he's got to get at least two more games between now. It won't be two, it won't be three. But I think he'll play, I think he'll play two of the last three. Uh, Ned will get one of the games in Nashville, and then Rod will have a decision to make. Uh, I've said this before. I don't think, There's that big a difference between Ned and Peter. I think Ned is better, but that doesn't mean Ned's going to play game one of the playoffs, right? If I was a betting man, I would still bet on Mrazek, but he's got to play well, and he's probably got two more cracks at it. Uh, My guess is we'll see him again on Thursday, but I am just, just guessing. Magic number to eliminate the Lightning is three. I mentioned this earlier. Uh, Any combination of three Carolina points plus three points that Tampa does not get. So Tampa's got four games left. If Tampa wins them all, gets all eight points, the Hurricanes get three in their last three games. So maybe two comes Thursday and one from Nashville, from the two games in Nashville, Carolina wins the division. If Tampa gets six points out of their remaining eight points, then the Hurricanes need only a point. Hence, the magic number of three. Uh, so that's what we're looking at. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to Alec Campbell in a little bit. We'll do the three stars with Alec. You know mine. Tevo uh, Teravainen continues to be outstanding. Jacob Slavin and Andrei Svechnikov. I think there were a lot of good players tonight. Sebastian Aho, I think, was outstanding tonight. Uh, docked him for the mistake on the power play. Um, I thought uh, Pesci was also very good tonight. Uh, I thought the tro- the entire Trocheck line was good. Nino was good again. Martin Natchez looks like he's coming out of whatever he was in. Uh, and I thought Natchez being on the ice. I love the way Rod trusts Martin short shorthanded defensive situations. Uh, and that's probably the biggest growth in Natchez's game is what he has done Away from the puck, uh, and he's going to get better at that, and he's going to get stronger. Uh, and again, man, you got to love the future with Aho, Svechnikov, and Natchez all in the same lineup. I mean, uh, if, if those guys stay healthy and stay on this path, holy mackerel, they got a uh, they got a chance to be absolutely awesome over the next. I guess what do we have? Three more years of Sebastian Aho on this contract. So for at least 3 more years those 3 guys together. Uh and uh my guess is I mean I'm not even going to guess for at least 3 more years those guys together. Uh so once again good uh good performance uh this evening. You heard the uh well you didn't we didn't hear all of it. We didn't hear uh Carolina's first goal which really was a tremendous play from Morgan Geeky, who had thoughts of a switch. Niederreiter,
1: behind the net for Geeky, the Canes are able to get a change. Geeky behind the net, he thought about a cross move. Then he'll set it up and he'll score. Nino Niederreiter charging to the front of the net. An outstanding pass by Morgan Geeky, the Canes on the board. It's a two-one Blackhawk lead.
2: Enormous goal for them uh, after the first period, being down two nothing. They just needed something, and again, I mentioned earlier that looked like Natchez might have gotten hurt in the sequence. Obviously, he's okay because he came back and played, but uh, Morgan Geeky behind the net with the puck uh, and came out and made a, an absolutely nifty little dish, backhand dish to Niederreiter, who was just streaming down the slot, uh, and that got Carolina on the board. Svechnikov just inside the point uh, with the wrist shot end of, toward the end of the second period. To make it 2 2. Uh, and then uh, Carolina with some good play in their own end. And you know, Rod Brindamore loves it when defense becomes offense. Now, Shea
1: loses the puck out in front Stolman. there to cover. He'll knock the puck out of the zone. Great play by Jacob Slavin Springing Svechnik up And back in. He scores! What a play! That's the magic! Svechnikov is second of the night. And the Carolina Hurricanes go up
2: 3-2. Slavin got the puck out. Ajo chipped it forward. and laid it off to Svech, uh, who was shot out of a cannon. Uh, Ian Mitchell had a rough night dealing with Andrei Svechnikov. Uh, that was his 15th goal of the season, second of the night. Taravainen and Ajo with the assist. Uh, and then uh, the SAT line continues to be absolutely lethal.
1: Svechnikov backhands it to Ajo. Ajo out in front in the slot. They score! Tevo Teravainen on a magnificent read by Ajo. And Teravainen
2: picks the corner. And the Canes pick up a two-goal lead. It's 4-2 Hurricanes. I really had no chance on that. No chance uh, on that play at all. I admit it's It's 4 2. Alex Debrinkit made it 4 3 with a shot. Uh, He came in off the, uh, you know, on a a change. Uh, Patrick Kane just laid it off right for him at the blue line. Uh, And Debrinkit just whistled it past Peter Morazic, who never moved. He never saw the shot. Uh, Morazic still hasn't moved uh, since the shot went past. It was Kane's 49th assist on the season. Forty nine assists. DeBrinket's twenty eighth. His second goal of the night. Uh, that made it four three, and it made you just go, "Oh, we got eight minutes left. We probably want to not uh, not blow this." Uh, but Carolina buckled down, and Natchez and Niederreiter with empty net markers, and there you go. So the Hurricanes pick up the win, and you can follow the Canes Corner podcast wherever you get your podcast. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Give us However many stars you want. I'm not going to sit here and beg, uh, but my guess is if you like it, you'll give us a good rating and you give us a review and you give us some suggestions, what you would like to hear. You can also hit me up on Twitter at GoldFan. We're going to not necessarily answer a Twitter question, but somebody wanted us to discuss something tonight. So Alec and I will talk about this in the Canes Corner Podcast back half, and we'll do that. On the other side, but uh, the Canes Corner Podcast is here for you after every Hurricanes game. Also, let us know what you're doing when you are listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. Uh, Are you walking the dog? Are you mowing the lawn? Uh, Give us a picture. Somebody gave Alec some blueberry tips the other day. We appreciate blueberry tips or whatever tips you want to give us. Uh, I'm Adam. We'll be right back with Alec on the Canes Corner Podcast. My man, Alec Campbell, Stormwatch, Aftermath, Intermissions, Hurricanes, Radio Network, a blueberry harvester, first class. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, try to, you try to, keep, it, uh, try to keep it different every, uh, every night. Seems like we do these things every day. Uh, I'm, well, that's probably because we do. Um, all right, uh, thumbnail this for me, shall you?
0: First of all, we do these things more days than we don't do them. This year. That's true. Uh, and I am the secondary blueberry harvester in my household. Ah. I, I did absolutely nothing to even earn these blueberries. They were just here on the side of my house. My wife usually does all the picking, uh, and she does a tremendous job. So I'm looking forward to the first harvest of the season. Uh, in terms of the hockey game, right? it was very different from last night. Yes, the Hurricanes were not good in the first period. They looked like they were stuck in a little bit of quicksand, very disjointed, did not, um, you know, they, they really screwed up a couple of plays, uh, namely the uh, power play they had in the first period, which actually I thought started okay. They got some good entries that actually felt pretty easy, but a very uncharacteristic turnover from Sebastian Aho. Uh, with sort of a lazy, lackadaisical pass up to Dougie Hamilton, which turned into a breakaway for Alex it, which is never a thing that you want to give up. In fact, he scored uh, one of those last night, kind of, yeah, where he beat Brady Shea, and then uh, this one again tonight, shorthanded goal. can gave up another shorthanded chance in the second period after mm-hmm. the 5-on-3 and 5-on-4 situations. So it was really just a lack of sharpness. I wondered maybe if the second night of a back-to-back situation was sort of rearing its ugly head, plus sort of the easy nature of the win last night against a team who you had just now eliminated from a playoff contention. Um, you know, not, you know I, don't, I don't tend to believe that teams just take it easy on people on purpose. I don't really, I don't really buy into that.
2: Chicago wanted so, Carolina to win the division tonight.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I don't mean, believe that either. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I, thought, I just thought Chicago came out with, you know, some professional pride.
2: Yeah, they did. I thought they played and, well the um, first half of the game.
0: Uh, they played, yeah, they played all right the first half of the game. But Carolina is, in the end, just a better team. And as we've said many times this year, they have not played or it's not appeared that they have played their best hockey games, but they continue to win these games. I mean, Carolina now has points in what? 12 straight games. They've won five yeah. in a row. Um, and Tevo Teravainen <laughs> being back and playing well. I mean, what a difference that guy makes. Uh, not just for, I mean, I mean, Andre Svechnikov in the last five games, which is the amount of games that Tevo Taravainen has been back, has been a different player. Yep. <laughs> and I didn't really get a chance to talk to Tripp about this, but I'd be curious to see if that line stays together for a while, because, you know, it was a thing for a really long time, but then it was always sort of this thing where Rod had felt like he had to break it up, balance things out, get your your power guys on different lines but now you've got, I mean, Vincent Trocheck. you know, you've got so many guys that are contributing and playing well that I, I'm not sure you have to do that. So I hope they don't because it's working right now. Maybe in, in the end they'll have to do that, but um, I'm curious to see how that works itself out. But I mean, just another situation where they don't have their best stuff, but they figure out a way to get a win anyway, and their big guns were huge for them tonight.
2: Yeah, the uh, SAT line combined for eight points. The uh, NTN line, I don't know what to call them, uh, Trocek mm-hmm. with, the, with Nino and Natchez, uh, they combined for five points tonight. Nino had two goals, Natchez had a goal. I mean, I realized two of those were empty net goals, but uh, they can't. Yeah. Uh, but they were also but, really yeah, good. Mean,
0: Yeah, I mean, Nate just blocks a shot to get his empty netter. So I I give him credit for that. I mean, he earned that goal. Um, And then he, you know, sets up Nino for the second, for the next one. So I'm good with it. And Nino, man, what a turnaround for him too. I don't feel like we've talked enough. About Nino this year, twenty goals for yeah. Nino this season after <laughs> an abysmal year last year.
2: Twenty goals in a we haven't even played all fifty six yet. But even if he doesn't score right. another goal, twenty goals in a fifty six game season for Nino Niederreiter. Yeah, it's been it's been uh, it's what look. We don't know what's going to happen in the playoffs. Uh, a couple of years ago, Nino wasn't great in the playoffs, uh, so we don't really know what we're going to get. Uh, we don't know what we're going to get. Trocek now is what is it now? Uh, 11 games, something without a goal. Uh, but he's playing well. And just like I said, the same thing with Andre, uh, you know, Svetch has been playing really well, not concerned at all because he's playing the game the right way for him. Mm -hmm. And I think Trocek after a little dip, I think Trocek and his, uh, his line they're they're back to doing the way that the way they're supposed to do it. So,
0: yeah, he'll flow. He'll flow. He's ebbing right now. He will flow eventually. Because and the reason I have faith in those dudes is because they work hard. Same with same with Svechnikov. Anytime you're in some kind of slump, the only thing you could do is just keep working at right. it. Um and eventually you work your way out of it if you if you work hard enough and you create your own luck and you, you know, you know, what was a Gary Player always used to say, the harder you work, the luckier you get. And I kind of believe in that. And I think, uh, Trocek is enough of a competitor and also he affects the game in other ways too. They, they mentioned it on, on the broadcast tonight, but it's, it's the reason that I like Trocek so much is that he has some pest in him.
2: Oh yes. He has,
0: he has that just, uh, you know, that relentless, um, irritant, which I, I think if you're a good hockey player. That's you got to have some of that. You got to have some of that. And Andre special has that, too, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that is <laughs> that is like part of the DNA of the game, unless you, you know, I'm not, you know, like Aho doesn't play that kind of game, but he's so skilled. I think he can get away with it.
2: K- skilled and competitive, but, right?
0: Yeah, right. But I mean, I love I love guys like Trochek just because they play that irritant type role. And that that gets him a long way.
2: Yeah, no question about it. Aho now, seventeen points in nine games. Svechnikov ten points in five. Turbo six points in his last four. Five. Uh, well, in five games since coming back, but he didn't didn't register a point in his first game. Uh, so in his last four games, uh, three goals, three assists. Oh, so
0: I, I like I like to count as all of his games and just say he's got six points in the five games he's been back.
2: You can we can do that. I, I'll yeah. even make that correction for you. I'll write it. Let I me mean, hold on. Yeah. Let me cross out the four and put a five. <laughs> I got it. Now I've got it. Now I meet your. Uh, I meet your criteria. That's fine. Um, <laughs> by the way, this year this was the ninth back to back for Carolina. Five two and two in the first half, seven yeah. two and zero in the back half. Mm-hmm. So twelve four and two in back to backs. They're not harder. Yep. Actually, I mean, if you think about it. Uh, Carolina had uh, less of a winning percentage in the back-to-backs than they did elsewhere because uh, they're thirty-six, 10 and seven overall, twenty-three and four at home. Uh, all of this is uh, is very good. Let's talk a little bit about Peter Mrazik tonight. Your thoughts on yeah. uh, on Peter?
0: I thought it was rusty, very rusty. Uh, I thought that was very apparent. Uh, he gives up the juicy rebound mm-hmm. in the first period. That ends up with uh, Mike Hardman's first first NHL goal. Good for him. So uh, good for him. But I thought Peter fought it for a lot of the game tonight, and I'm you know it's kind of understandable. He's missed what eight games. He hasn't played. Yep. And so now, I think you got to go back to him on Thursday. Mm-hmm.
2: You and I, you and just I are thinking cool. exactly the same way about this.
0: Now, my only my only question, and I, I even question myself on this, is just. You know the fact that Ned has been here, right he has done the work, he has earned it. he has earned regular rotation minutes. And so i I could understand that argument as well that you know, Ned's been around. He hasn't missed any games. He's been productive. He's been very good, not more than productive. that's a that's a, almost doing him a disservice. Yes, to say that. Uh, he's been awesome. So he has kind of earned his starts. And so I, I could see, you know, with two games still remaining on the schedule after Thursday, if you wanted to say, Hey, listen, given that a start, uh, just, you know, to give him his regular spot in the rotation. And that would be cool with me. But I also understand that you're probably going to need Peter and you need him to be at the best, uh, at his best. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, um, I, I would understand giving him the start and I think that's what they'll do.
2: Yeah. I think well. I think Peter will play Thursday, I think Ned will play Saturday in Nashville and then Peter will wrap up the season on Monday. And then Rod's got a decision to make. Um and I I think it will basically be up to how Peter plays in these two in his last two starts cuz I do think Peter will start two of the last three. Uh, If Peter plays well, similar to what we have seen from Peter this year, then I think Rod will probably go to him in game one. Um, Mm -hmm. But we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Well, I mean,
0: Tripp always says that, you know, having known Rod for a long time, that he gives the incumbents the first crack. So I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Um, And I, you know, obviously, you know, Tripp knows Rod way better than I do. And he's been around. So I I could see that happening. I could see uh, Morozik still starting in game one. And I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be necessarily upset about it. But, um, but, you know, Ned has earned it for me.
2: All right. So here's how, here's how uh, I'll just look forward. Marazic starts games one and two against Nashville at PNC Arena. The Hurricanes lose both of those games. Mm. And then Ned starts game three in Nashville. And the Hurricanes win four straight and advance to the next round of the playoffs. (laughs) Yeah. Ned's not coming out. Uh, that happened, by the way, in 2006. Uh, Gerber started games one and two at home against Montreal. They lost those games. Uh, Cam Ward started. Uh, now, Gerber played uh, in some games the rest of the way um, at a big start and a shutout, I think, but if against Buffalo, like in game four or something. Uh, but Cam Ward became the goaltender. Uh, and I would yeah. not be surprised at all. And Cam Ward was a rookie. Goaltender. Yep, so if we're break looking, out. right, so if we're looking about looking for uh, because you know somebody's going to write that. So we just put it out in the ether and uh, let's right. let's forget. You should I write even, it. Nah, I'm not gonna. Let's forget I even said it. Um, <laughs> but I do, You and I yeah. agree on the goaltending. I think Morazik's going to start on uh, on Thursday. All right. Um, let's 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 whip out stars and then I want to talk about. Something that you and I talked about on the radio today, uh, and we have talked about it just off the air. But I want to after the stars, I want to read a statement from the New York Rangers, uh, and then we can yeah. just uh, uh, hash that out for a couple of minutes and then call it a night. Uh, so, uh, what were your stars tonight? I bet I'll bet tonight I, we differ.
0: I had Slavin, Taravinen, Svechnikov. Three, two, one.
2: We watched the same. <laughs> Same game again. Yeah. Uh, Listen, I had, uh, I had the three and two flipped, but yes. <laughs> I, I,
0: you know, I, you could have given, I, you could have given, uh, Aho, I docked Aho for the, yes for the turnover Me too. in the first period. Um, you could have given, I think you, I mean, you probably could have given, uh, Natchez or, uh, Trocek. Or Nino one, if yeah. you wanted to Trocek, um. Yeah, their line was good. Um, yeah, there wasn't really another defenseman that I loved. Um, Brady, you know, Shea, Keshi, I liked,
2: Brady Shea, I always like Brady Shea. He struggled tonight.
0: Yeah, he, he had a yeah. He did. He had a tough night. Um, I think he could have made the argument that Brady should have just not played tonight.
2: Yeah, yeah you, you mentioned um, that to me in the intermission. Um, and I know Rod just leaves it up to the player, but um, yeah, yeah. Brady Brady did not play well tonight.
0: I mean, just knowing that there's been all this talk about, well, we don't need to force anything, mm-hmm. you know, and I understand whatever you think the drop-off is with Jake Gardner coming into the lineup, but I look at it more as the positive of making sure Shea's good yeah. to go. Uh, like, to me, that's more worthwhile. That that's That's worth enough to have... Gardner play a game, uh, with, especially with, with, you know, three games still left to go mm-hmm. in the regular season. Shea would have had plenty of time. Uh, he just struggled tonight. And, um, so there weren't really, well, really any other defensemen that stood out to me. I mean, Jacob Slavin and that, that diving play he made when Shea turned the puck over Yeah, <laughs> and Slavin gets it out. Plus Slavin had a key block tonight yep. again where he a save. goal. <laughs> um and did you see him tie up Patrick Kane in yes. the third period too?
2: Yes, on the power play. That yeah. actually led to the uh didn't it lead to the shorthanded goal? To the yeah, Nature's empty netter?
0: Yes, yes. Eventually.
2: Eventually. And Kane Correct. was complaining oh.
0: looking for a looking for a call. Um, see Kane didn't get that didn't get that vet treatment. <laughs> He's earned has Kane not earned it?
2: Nope. Nope. Has not earned it. By the way, Dylan Strome tonight played just over thirteen minutes and was a minus five.
0: Oh, Kane was on the on the ice for all six goals, but he <laughs> had two assists, so he was a minus four.
2: Oh <laughs> uh, but it's hard to be a minus five in thirteen minutes.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. work. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. You have to try. You have to try to do that.
2: God, it's yeah. That that just doesn't happen by accident. All right, let me read the statement from the Rangers uh, mm-hmm. regarding the NHL's Department of Player Safety's decision to not really discipline, not discipline at all, uh, Tom Wilson for the body slam of Artemi Panarin. So here's the uh, here's the statement from the Rangers. The New York Rangers are extremely disappointed that Capitals forward Tom Wilson was not suspended for his horrifying act of violence last night at Madison Square Garden. Wilson is a a repeat offender with a long history of these type of acts. And we find it shocking that the NHL and their Department of Player Safety failed to take the appropriate action and suspend him indefinitely, Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, they're now saying that Panarin was hurt uh, and that uh, Wilson's dangerous and reckless actions will prevent him from playing again this season. I thought they basically just shut him down. Uh, but they did go on to criticize George Paros, who is the mm-hmm. head of player safety. Uh, you know, Paros was a goon back in the day. Mm. That's what he was. He was a goon uh, back during the uh, during his NHL career. Um, yeah, my favorite part of the statement is when the Rangers say we find it shocking that the NF <laughs> that the NHL didn't do anything. I'm the only thing shocking is that the Rangers are really shocked for me. Yeah
0: yeah I, I loved I loved the statement though. I mean that is awesome. That is like grade a drama um a, a, I, I retweeted that with a strongly worded letter the, the one we the one we all envision ourselves writing to that that company that did us wrong the one time right uh so I, there's there's a part of me that is just tremendously entertained because that is so dramatic what they wrote um but and the problem that I have with it is that everyone's such a hypocrite about these things. You know, like everyone defends, you know, the hockey culture right. until it affects them negatively. And that's ultimately where I have my beef with all of this stuff. That has basically just been ingrained in the sport for a long time. The league has perpetuated it because yeah. they realize that the fans like it and that it sets them apart from other sports. And in you know, in time, we have decided to find ways to justify this type of behavior because it has just been a part of the culture for so long when in no other sport is it necessary. And I find that to be very interesting that it's so important that we have, you know, that, that guys stand up for each other and, you know, whatever else and, and, and fighting and whatever else in hockey, but not in anything else. Um, I, you know, that, that makes no sense to me. Uh, but you know, the other part of this is that Panarin jumped in the fray, right? He did. I mean, so, you know, if you're going to go, if you're going to jump in the fray, then be ready for what comes with it. And ultimately no one's really ready for what comes with that stuff. They think they are and they talk tough like they are and they act like they are, but it's just a bunch of fake tough guys out here that are defending the sport because hockey, that's like- the only reason it gets any defense. So, man, I'm, t- like, I'm, I'm tired of the like sort of double standard that, that follows these things. Like, yeah, we're here for it until our guy gets knocked out. And then we want to parse the etiquette of these fights or these incidents that occur. Um, when it's impossible to do that because these things are inherently dangerous and violent. So I don't know, man, like either you're for it or you're against it. And actually I thought that why today on the show said it as best as I've heard anybody say it in terms of sort of the, 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 I don't even know if it's a rock and a hard place, but the position that the NHL has put themselves in with their supposed, you know, player safety stuff, but also, you know, not wanting to offend old guard hockey people, mm-hmm. who you know make up a large, you know, portion of the fan base. Um, right, and that's that's that, and that's where they are. They they are they. They're, eventually, they're going to have to. They're going to have to, you know, draw a line in the sand.
2: All right, here's here's the way I look at this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try and be as respectful to the old guard. Uh, portion of the hockey fan base. They're going to die soon, so I don't care. That's as respectful as I want to be about that. Uh, I think the National Hockey League owes it to their fans as a whole. They owe it to the talent on the ice, the incredible athletes that play this game, to make sure that stuff like that doesn't happen. Now, what the NHL did showed you their stripes, they have told mm-hmm. you what they're about uh, because they looked for reasons to do nothing. The $5,000 fine is a complete joke. They justified everything Wilson did and then fined him $5,000. So, right. uh, you know what, what he did by punching Pavel Buchnevich who was face down on the ice, whether he punched him in the head or the back or the shoulder, I don't care. There's a guy on the ice face down and you punched him. I don't care where you punched him. Um, Two, should be a two-minute penalty immediately and it was they did they did send him to the box uh, for that he actually got a double minor and a 10, 10 minute misconduct um, so it was adjudicated properly on the ice uh, in terms of that but he should have been kicked out of the game and here's the thing they basically just called that normal you know you know standard operating procedure well that's what happens mm-hmm. and then um, and Wilson gets what he wants and this is what pisses me off about this is that Tom Wilson lives for that. So Tom Wilson, mm-hmm. wh- what's the purpose of punching Pavel Buchnevich? The, p- the whistle's blown. You're not gaining. You're not gaining position on the ice. Nothing's happening. You're just being Tom Wilson, and you are instigating mm-hmm. a situation. So this is what he wants. So if the Rangers don't react, then the Rangers are pushovers. So right. theoretically, they could have just skated back to the bench. But then you're not discouraging Tom Wilson from doing that. So, what teams do, they push back. So, Ryan, uh, uh, Ryan Strom, Dylan's brother, who was not a minus, four, minus five in 13 minutes in that game. Uh, so, Ryan Strom went, went, at, uh, went at Wilson. Uh, and then Wilson got out and he was punching Strom, who was tangled up with another player. And Panarin didn't want another one of his teammates getting sucker punched by Tom Wilson. So, Panarin jumped in. Panarin never took his gloves off. That's not a fighting situation now. But Wilson treated right. it like one. Uh, and that's the only reason you'd body slam somebody to the ice. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going on a rant here. But the National Hockey League looked for reasons to not discipline Tom Wilson. They found what they wanted. And my takeaway, and I told you this today, my takeaway is that the NHL is making it clear that they want players to discipline Tom Wilson. That's what they want. That's It right. is clear that that is their position. Let boys be boys. And right. that's great until it costs them a star.
0: Right. And, and eventually it is going to do that. And not only that, though, is that I don't think anything ever gets solved. That's the thing. like. This, to me, these things are, you know, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but it, it's almost like gang culture to me where nothing's ever really solved. We just get in these circles of retaliation like they can do whatever they want to Tom Wilson. Do I believe that Tom Wilson is going to be deterred by any of that in the end? No, no, nope. I don't. So. Really, we're just, we're just, nothing's getting solved by that. Um, and that's the, that's my, that's ultimately my problem with just the whole notion of, you know, the fighting and the retaliation and standing up for, you know, in every other walk of life, Adam, we teach our kids and we teach people to be the bigger person, right? to walk away from the scenario, Right. To not lower yourself to that level. But you know, you you brought it up just then. If you don't do something about it, then you're a pushover. Well, that that goes against everything that we teach mm-hmm. our children. Right? Right. So so th- it there is no like there's no like everyone likes to think that if they don't stand up for themselves or they don't stand up for their teammate or whatever, that you're sending some kind of message. I don't believe that. I think that is just, just the lamest, most Neanderthal line of thinking that I've ever heard. Uh, and so I, I'm not here for any of it. Also, it reduces these guys to, uh, to, to, a you know, to a level that I don't think they deserve. Like, I think we should be, we should be highlighting and illuminating the years of, you know, of, uh, you know, time that they have put into this craft of being an NHL hockey player and not it being just, you know, uh, you know, roller Derby, you know, (laughs) I mean, it's a lot, it's a, you know, I, I think we should treat the game with the respect that it deserves. Like it's more than just a bunch of dudes out there, you know, being ogres against each other, being, just just thick headed, you know, gangs, essentially, where just you have this circular retaliation that, ne- that where nothing ever gets solved and people continue to get hurt or, you know, you hurt your team because it or, what, or because of it or whatever it is. I mean, it just it, it goes against everything that we believe in, but we justify it because that's the way it's always been. And any time that that is brought up, it is in, in, in whatever subject we are talking about, it is the worst reason it's the worst excuse. Like, because if that's the case, then I mean, wh- what are we doing here? Like, why do we ever progress? Why do we ever do anything differently? Mm. I mean, then we, 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 sh- we don't even like, I don't even want to have the conversation if the end of it is just, that's the way it is. Right. Okay. Well, I'm with then, you. I guess conversation over. You know, like, uh, it's just, it's just, it, I don't know, man. I feel like I have said this for a long time. Uh, so I'm not breaking any news with my opinion here, but it, it, you know, it's the same thing that happens over and over and over again. And until the league comes in and says this, we're not going to tolerate this anymore. We are going to take you off the ice right, for extended periods of time without paying you then it's just going to keep happening.
2: And the NHL could have, based on uh, the hair pull and the body slam, they could have said, even for two games for Tom Wilson, they could have said, we're suspending you for that. Yeah. And let him him appeal it. But they could have said, we're suspending Mm -hmm. you for that. And he would have sat two games, because two games in the regular season don't really matter. He would have sat. But at least they have now set the precedent that – you know what? You instigated this entire incident because this is how you get off. This is Tom yeah. Wilson's world. And if, if the NHL wants to exist in that world and it's their league, they are free to do so. Uh, but it's just a joke. It is an absolute joke. I think the Rangers statement is terrible because it's, it's a, I mean, it's just ridiculous. You're shocked. Yes, we're all shocked. Right. Please stop with that. Um,
0: no, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, they were so, they were so overdramatic with that letter. I do find it, um, I don't know. I guess I, I was a little surprised that they, you know, had the, you know, had the, the chutzpah to send that though, to, to, to hit send they, on that message. They
2: tweeted it out.
0: Uh, yeah.
2: Well, that's what we so, should do. I mean, I- T- tomorrow on the show, and if you're listening to this in the Kane's Corner podcast at like five o'clock in the afternoon, we will have already done this. We're gonna write angry letters on the show tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's what we'll do. We're gonna write angry letters tomorrow.
0: Strongly worded letters, strongly,
2: strongly Hand- worded, handwritten, letters. handwritten <laughs> in Comic Sans. Uh, yeah. All right, we should uh, we should wrap it up. Uh, Thursday, the Hurricanes just might be able to clinch the division, depending on what Tampa Bay does with Dallas to, uh, later on on Wednesday. Uh, but if Tampa doesn't get both points, Carolina can clinch the division with a win on Thursday, and then take two days off in uh, in Nashville and bring and let the entire taxi squad play.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, I was, I'm I am curious to see what happens if you know. You know, let's say Carolina wins the next two games, and and they're playing game fifty-six. I mean, I guess it depends on what's going on elsewhere.
2: Uh, in in terms you, of the fir- re- the number one overall seed, yeah, yeah, it's worth playing for. You think so? It's. I mean, it's worth getting home ice advantage in the in yeah. an eventual game seven. I mean, uh, it in the grand scheme of things, it's not earth-shattering, so the healthy guys will play. Anybody questionable will not. But if the game doesn't matter, then, yeah, man, Joey Keene, you're making your NHL debut. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if a bunch of guys, if, uh, if, if that lineup was like a bunch of guys wearing number uh, 94.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, that would be fine with me, and James Reimer getting the start uh, yep. <laughs> on that on that Monday uh, as uh, Ned and Peter. Although it'll probably be Peter because they're probably going to want to get Peter another game, uh, but he'll he'll just play like uh, thirty minutes and then he'll go to James or something. Uh, anyway, um, we we uh, we we accomplished great things on this edition of the Kane's Corner podcast.
0: Excellent. I love great things. All right,
2: strongly worded letters. I'm very excited for that.
0: <laughs> All right, I got to figure out my subject. I need. <laughs> uh, ooh, my neighbor. My neighbor.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna write strongly worded letters about traffic.
0: I, I'm gonna write strong. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's that's a good subject. Dear sir or madam, <laughs> you were in front of me in the left lane uh, on the highway.
2: The people. Fort- 15 miles. The people who don't let you merge. I am so writing that letter. I'm writing writing it tonight before I go to bed. Uh, All right, go to sleep. I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, yeah, we're doing strongly worded letters on the radio. Uh, So if you listen to this in the morning, check us out between noon and 3. All right, the Canes Corner Podcast is brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina if it's for the exterior of your home. You can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. Roofing, siding gutter helmets, entry doors, storm doors, bay windows, bow windows. They got it all. Aluminumcompany.com. Go online for a free, no obligation estimate. Shouts to Sammy Hanna. Shouts to Alec Campbell. Shouts to all of you who listen. Let us know how you listen, what you're doing, when you listen. Rate us, review us, follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I am Adam Gold. This is the Canes Corner Podcast. Talk to you after the Canes and the Blackhawks. Thursday, closing out the home schedule. Good night. You've been listening to
0: the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com the WRAL Sports fan app and you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts Google Play, Google Podcasts Spotify, Stitcher Pocket Casts and TuneIn Thanks again for
2: listening to the Canes Corner Podcast Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer Put LifeLock between